welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks, and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Carrie the Mockney. I'm Kay Muse. And I'm Kay Drama Jen. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons on the first Tuesday of the month. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we're chatting daily about dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and just support each other in our drama addictions. You can find the link, as always, in your show notes. Okay, so today we are going to be podcapping Marry My Husband, episodes one through eight. Marry My Husband is a drama that is out, um, has one of my favorites, Park Min Young, as an um, actress leading it. And um, it also happens to fit under that genre that we have been talking about a lot, which is this kind of new take on time travel, um, sort of that like second chance kind of um, time travel. So mm-hmm. we'll talk in more detail about what that's like. Is it time travel? Is it reincarnation? Is it, we don't know. So we'll talk. So here's the synopsis for Mary, my husband. Hong Ji-won is married to Park Min-hwan, but their marriage is troubled due to Min-hwan's selfishness and his demanding mother. I mean, maybe a little more than just his selfishness, but okay. (laughs) Ji-won is the primary breadwinner for the family, and that's uh, that's played by Park Min-young. While Mm -hmm. Min-hwan is unemployed and in debt, Ji-won also handles all the household chores by herself. He's such a winner. Oh my gosh, yeah. One day, Jiwan receives the devastating news that she has cancer and much and not much time left to live. To make things worse, she catches her husband and her close friend, Jung Soo Min, having an affair. A physical struggle ensues, resulting in her tragic death at the hands of her husband. Suddenly, she wakes up in the past, 10 years earlier, when she was dating Min Huan. Determined to change her life, she decides to make Su Min marry Min Huan. Meanwhile, at work, Yu Ji Hyuk, who serves as a chief in the same department as Ji Wan, has feelings for her and slowly begins to reveal them. He also harbors a secret. Dun, dun, dun. I mean... As far as like a synopsis goes, that kind of captures, you know, sometimes they're like really way off. And this one, I would say if spoiler free, that it's not so bad. Like it, it mm-hmm. really sort of captures it. So, okay. So that's the synopsis for Mary, my husband. And as usual, we'll start with our spoiler free thoughts before jumping into spoiler territory. And I can't wait for spoiler territory because there's so much I want to say. So anyway. So let's start by sharing why we started this drama. I can't remember because I remember initially thinking I was going to give it a pass because I was like Park Min Young in a rom-com and I wasn't feeling it. I was just going off the title though and Park Min Young being in it. And then I either you guys said something or somebody on the Discord said something about the time travel, travel revenge. And since we just finished Perfect Marriage Revenge, I was like, I could try that again. I liked the last one. This could work. So... That's why I, that's why I ended up jumping in. For me, I think it was 
I wasn't feeling the promotional materials. I think that it was really, it just didn't catch my attention. I wasn't feeling it. But then I was all like, mm, I've been wanting to support Amazon on their K-dramas so that they'll get more K-dramas. And this is on Amazon Prime. So maybe I'll give it a shot and see what it is. I Pretty much, you know, it's a similar story as to a drama that just finished airing. So if nothing else, I can compare the two and give my opinion on which is better. So I did start it and I totally binged the first three or four episodes. I can't remember if the fourth was out yet, but I fell in love with a certain character and totally hooked. And now I'm like very invested. So I'm glad I did push play. So for me, so Park Min Young is definitely on my list of actresses that I want to watch. But when I saw that she was like, she was diagnosed with cancer and I mean, she looked just absolutely emaciated in the, mm -hmm. in the previews and whatnot. And I was going to give it a hard pass. And then my kimchi sisters were like, oh my gosh, you have to watch this. And they were like... <laughs> And then I was like, I did really like the um, the one that we just watched that was, you know, similar kind of um, premise. Um, and I was like, all right, listen, I am definitely going to, but just shush for a little bit because I need to binge all the available episodes as soon as I can. And I knew I had a long flight coming. And so, yeah, I binged every single episode that was available and I could not wait to watch more. So, yep, um, again, this is because of my kimchi sisters uh, chatter, chatter, chattering, because um, I was going to give it a pass, even though I love Park Min Young. She is one of my favorite actresses, but I was like, I don't know if I can watch her like and I didn't know anything about the premise. I just saw that, you know, her husband cheated on her and when she had cancer and I was like, really? No, I'm not doing yeah. that. So, I mellow. am so, so glad I did, because this is one that like I'm sub stalking. Um, in fact, I checked and I was like, wait, why isn't it out yet? Somebody in our discord, um, said, wait, why isn't it out yet? So I like checked to see, I was like, no, no, I have it. And so we watched, was it like episode seven? And then I looked and episode eight wasn't coming out until like the evening time the next day or something. So anyway, definitely <laughs> glad that I hit play. And I love to hear how we sound in your head. <laughs> <laughs> she made it sound a lot nicer than probably we were because we are pretty big nags <laughs> pretty pushy pretty pushy <laughs> i can't wait to hear that back when when i listen to the podcast because i just you know i just went with it but i kind of can remember how i sounded and i mean it's not like you sound exactly that way especially because most of it's by text so yeah this yeah. is true but then the text translates to voices in your head and yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> so how, we recently were totally entrenched in the perfect marriage revenge drama. And I know we all really love that. There was tons of chat on discord. We can't, we are like, again, stalking that so we could talk about it every week. And it's, on paper, very similar to 
marry my husband. It's a time travel back in time when you die. There's um, the kind of getting revenge on the people that did you wrong kind of thing, changing the future. So how are these two shows different? And did we have a problem transitioning into this drama after literally finishing that drama just a month ago? Um, I think for me, other than the basics, they're very different in tone. Uh, the perfect marriage revenge is very mokshong, doesn't really delve into the semantics about it that deeply because <laughs> it's going so fast paced. You're not thinking, oh, what happened? Why is she doing this? Who's what's going on? Oh, someone's pregnant. You know, it was all kinds of crazy. <laughs> Whereas this Did one he is... just hold her hands above her head and whip his watch <laughs> off? Sorry, I watched yes, that exactly. scene like seven times. Okay, um, but this one, it's a lot more a subtle story about someone becoming a stronger and different person. So she focuses on bettering herself necessarily rather than revenge. Mm -hmm. um, there's situations that make it so she does have to interact with her ex-husband and ex-bestie, it's not just she can move to the U.S. and avoid them or anything. Uh, so they do create reasons for that. But she's definitely focused on just changing herself, her personality, what she's looking for in friends and relationships at work. And I'm really loving the internal growth of oneself that this story more focuses on rather than the revenge which is what the other drama focused on they're both mm -hmm. great but because they take it from a whole different perspective on what they're trying to get out of the show it does not feel like the same story mm -hmm. i 100% agree i had the same feeling of like okay on paper they really do i mean i mentioned it before right we have this kind of like it fits under this genre that we've been watching but the other one was crazy mahjong like just almost like a weekend drama except like accelerated and this feels very much like there's some like meaning to it and there's you know it's there's character growth and there's personal growth and it's bringing up a lot of questions and um it just has a completely different tone just as you said i i yeah i just agree that it's just not the same drama um, and I love that, that you could have the same thing on paper, but it's all in how it's executed. And I just think that especially the dynamics with um, the other people in her life, like we just get a lot of story to this. And just you, um, I have felt very attached to a number of the characters in a very short period of time. I love that. And it's not, it's kind of nice because it's not plot twist after plot twist after plot twist. We get a real deep dive into the emotions of it. Because there's one mm -hmm. point where, you know, I mean, she knows her best friend is going to betray her. And she starts to see it like as soon as she reincarnates, not reincarnates, wakes up 10 years earlier. I don't know what to call that. Anyway, she she starts to see the flaws in her best friend. And it's like her eyes have been opened. But she's yeah. still grappling with the emotional betrayal. And mm -hmm. that's an underlying theme. It's part of her growth, but it's still, she's still having a hard time letting go because 
she has no family. So her husband and her best friend were her family. They just are a terrible, terrible, terrible family. Um, okay. So, of course, we have the very <laughs> important questions that I always like to delve into. We really need to talk about cinematography and styling. Um, and so let me take styling because that I feel like I can comment on, which is Park Min Young has like, you know, kind of this wardrobe transformation at one point. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, I want all of her outfits. I know there's been like criticisms by criticism by netizens saying that, you know, the kinds of clothing that she's wearing, first of all, they're really expensive. And also, I mean, I do kind of question like, is that work appropriate? Kind of not, mm -hmm. but Anyway, she looks amazing. Um, I mean, I love the outfits. So there you go. Styling, I like her style. Cinematography, I don't really know. They're, like people are taking, like somebody's filming this. So yay. That's, that's what I got. <laughs> well, and I found it interesting too that in the beginning, you know, she wears these very mousy washed out colors. And then once she has her makeover, like she sticks almost exclusively to black and white. Mm. And so it's expensive and it's dramatic, but it's subtly dramatic. And so it's kind of, it's interesting to see the side of her personality wake up because in Perfect Marriage Revenge, like she didn't have to go through that personal growth. She just had to allow herself to be herself in, in Perfect yeah. Marriage Revenge. But here, is it Jiwon? Is that her name? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And here, Jiwon, she is growing. Like, she's got this 10 years of experience, and now she's able to remember and grow and be better. And so it's showing that, that she's allowing herself to have taste, to lean into what she would be now that she's got the experience and she's not hemmed in by her circumstances. And I think the expense of clothes, honestly, is a kind of a nice storytelling nod to the fact that she's being successful with her stock investments. So. That's true, too. As for the cinematography, um, the lighting is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I will focus on the cinematography. Although in my yes, defense, please. CL Keto was originally going to record this with us and then she became ill. So she wasn't able to be there. And she originally had this question because I was like, I'll give Jen a break. <laughs> but and the universe said the no. The universe said no. So <laughs> it's our fault that CL Kita got sick. Oh, oh sorry. CL Kita is going to join us for the second part of this podcast. Yes. She really mm -hmm. wanted to be with us, but she did get ill. So um, I know she has tons and tons to say. And we're so happy that she's like binging one of the shows that we're all binging so we can all talk about it once again. And so we miss you, CL Kita, but she will be back for part two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So cinematography, I'm really liking how this director is not doing extreme expressions, I guess, as a way to create comedy. He's are mm -hmm. they're very much doing micro expressions in mm -hmm. so many of the scenes, especially with the husband and the best friend. Well, especially with the best friend. Because the best friend is so good at being two-faced where she has this oh innocent expression mm -hmm. and then just like a twitch of the eye indicates yes. like her displeasure. And I'm really liking how the director is catching those little moments that it's not this extreme like, who, me? You know, it's yeah. just, it's very subtle and it's really coming across really well. 
And also with the um, the leading man, he does a lot of micro expressions, just kind yeah. of a tightening of the eye or um, like a glance. And it's really working for me how he's using a lot of that rather than a more comedic approach, which is something you would expect with the kind of this like, oh, I have all these thoughts and now I know what's going to happen kind of thing. He's not relying on that broad style of acting to get these detailed plot points across. And I'm really enjoying that. And again, the, the styling, amazing. She looks amazing. But can we also ha say how amazing our leading man was in those clunky Clark or, <laughs> uh, glasses? Clark Kent glasses. Because yeah. I kind of like... I'm seriously in love with those. And I'm kind of sad that he switched to contacts because those were working for me. Mm -hmm. And I love that he felt very much different than the pretty boy leading guy we usually get. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think I even texted you guys. I'm like, he's kind of like a Korean. Um, oh, what's the guy <laughs> that did Pride and Prejudice? Colin Firth. Yes, a uh, Korean Colin Firth, because a lot of Colin Firth characters have those kind of glasses on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so it's, he is very much giving me that kind of vibe. And we don't often get that kind of vibe with our leading men in Korea. So and one other one other thing just about like the camera work. So, of course, I don't normally notice this, but there and we could talk more in spoilers, but there is a scene where the ex best friend or the best friend um she just lifts her skirt slightly and the camera <laughs> in, kind of focuses in on that and focuses on the face of the husband. And you can just, I mean, like those are the pieces that like, again, I'm not an expert on cinematography, but you can tell that the camera work is and the directing is so good because it's those subtle little physical pieces and then the reactions that are mm -hmm. again, subtle, but very clear of what they mean um really lend to the storytelling like and and it's for com almost comedic effect yet it's it's not overdone i really love that mhm mm yeah and it leads your eyes and your thoughts so that you understand what's going on without shoving it yeah. in your face correct yeah it is good see okay. look that's cinematography right we had what i noticed <laughs> so proud all right. So the next one, it's a very important question. Do our leads have chemistry? Yes, 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 yes. Well, and he's doing the whole protective thing, which I just, that will always be a yes for me. And if she can't say that, it's her own fault, but she does see it. She's getting to see it. And there's a part that we'll probably discuss in spoilers. And if we don't, I'll find a way to bring it up where he's just, he's kind of confessing mm -hmm. to her without confessing to her. And like right there, it's like, oh, they sizzle. They're good. So, yes, I, I think they have chemistry. Oh, I am swooning so much over this couple. Like, it, it's been a while since I have swooned this hard. And Nan Wu is totally working for me. I think this is the first time I've seen him in anything where he's leading man. I know he's been in a couple other things, but I don't think I've finished them. And mm -hmm. so this is my first time really being able to like enjoy his performance. And I know there's a lot of people that don't like him and I just don't get it. Like just because he's not the traditional 
visuals that they wanted, I think, is a lot mm -hmm. of the complaint. And I don't know. He grows on you. Like, I'm really enjoying his character. Well, and I think your Colin Firth comparison is really apt because Colin Firth is not a pretty boy, but a lot of people love him for what he brought to Mr. Darcy originally. He just and has I a lot of charisma. Uh-huh. Charisma and gravitas. And it's like the right combination so that like his looks, I won't say they don't matter, but it transcend, transcends his looks and it makes him appealing through his character. I do think our leads have chemistry. Um, there is a, a another factor, like another uh, male presence. Um, and I'm, I keep like getting swayed a little bit by him because he's kind of adorable. But <laughs> I think that our like, I can't say much without spoilers. <laughs> so I'll just say that, yes, I do think our leads have chemistry. All right. So would you recommend that people start this drama? And I think it's definitely, yeah, like it's a great drama. It has that fun story that's really moving along, great characters with lots of depth to them. And it's just great, like all around. So yeah, I would say totally give it a try. I'm trying to think if there's any reason not to start it. Well, even and the I cancer thing, because that, that would maybe be mm -hmm. people's triggers. But uh -huh. I think mm -hmm. that it's more a narrative issue, not something that they just like sink into per se. Yeah, they don't dwell on it. Yeah. So it didn't trigger me as as much as maybe other shows have in the past. Mm -hmm. And I would say maybe, too, if narcissism is a trigger for you. Oh Cause yeah, because yeah. my best friend <laughs> there's is a few narcissists. Narcissist. <laughs> yeah, she oh she crazy. Anyway, but other than that, no, it's oh yes, this is so good. It does. I was I was texting one of my friends. I was just like, I have to watch this part in bits and pieces because my stress level is so high. But I I love it. Like it's the good kind of stress. The kind of that will she survive this? Yes, she will survive this. She knows what she's doing, and it's just kind of trusting her to grow and make changes and do good things, and so. But yeah. Well, it. yeah, for me, it's a definite, I would definitely recommend that people start it. Um, I do think that there is some benefit in like binging the available episodes because you just get the rush of the, you know, of the narrative. Um, I, like I said, it was going to be a hard pass for me. Um, I can't really do the cancer stories right now. And so, um, but I did find that like it, it is a storytelling element. It is what gets us where we need to be. Um, but we're not spending, you know, lots of time in the hospital and da, da, da. like, it's, it's just the first episode and you're, and we're back where we need to be. So, um, so if that's something that normally triggers you, like it's, it didn't bother me after like the first 15 minutes or whatever. And then I was like, Oh, okay, here we go. So, yeah. It, it was more of a launching point. Correct. Yes. We are on to spoilers, my friends. Spoilers. Yay, hallelujah. Spoilers. <laughs> okay. I've been holding back so, so much. Yay, spoilers. This is a hard Yay. one not to want to spoil. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, yes. So if you have not watched this, and we've intrigued you with the first part of this first part of the podcap, see, because we're doing multiple podcasts, so... 
Now is the time to go binge the available episodes up through episode eight and then come on back. Spoilers. Okay. Do yourself a favor. So we're going to. Do not spoil this for yourself. You'll enjoy it much better. Correct. All right. Spoilers. We're going to start by discussing some of our lead characters. So we're going to start with um, one of my favorite actresses, Mark Park Min Young. Yeah, right. Mark (laughs) Park Min Young, um, who plays Kang Jiwon. And let's just talk a little bit about her as a character. So first of all, um, boy, she's when we begin the show, she is this, I mean, she's a cancer patient and you can see that like she's discovering that her best friend has betrayed her. And actually we see it. Her friend is like, oh, you're my other half and la la la. And then it was so well done. Oh yes. my God. Yes. It was so well done. Um, Cause you can, I mean, I was like, Oh, she has such a supportive friend. At least she's there for her. And then you, and you get to see like how obnoxious and awful her husband is. And then you see that the best friend has betrayed her. And then it gets really bad because they basically, you know, are like, let's just push her down a hill, push mm-hmm. her off a cliff. I mean, kind of like we do with our imaginary characters <laughs> with her. And so, but I'm like, oh my gosh. And then we see how, like, how she was, where, like, you know, her mousy kind of personality that has been, like, she's really been, um, I want to say groomed, like, made, you know, like, because this horrible person she was married to and her narcissistic best friend, they have made her this way. And so for her to be able to go back and kind of have a chance to to try this again um, is really amazing to me. So I think, like, I love seeing her personal growth where she gets to discover who she used to be and who she gave up being because of, because of her friend and because of this husband. Mm-hmm. Love her character. Well, and I love her determination. Like she knows all the things that her best friend did to kind of step on her and her absolute determination to turn around and be like, no, this is not happening again. Even though it doesn't always work out exactly the way she wants it, at least she's trying and she's standing up to this friend and you can tell it's an emotional burden on her sometimes. Just like she has a breakdown. It's during the camping trip, you know? Yeah. And she just breaks down crying. And at first I was a little confused. And I was like, oh, heck, no, this makes sense. Because like I said before, they were her family, her only family. Yeah. And so to find out that your family's betraying you. And then, you know, as she's going along during just these first couple of months after waking up in 2013 and seeing the absolute depth of their betrayal from the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, I can see why she absolutely just sank to her knees and started crying. But I also loved, we get a flashback to her in college, I think. Yes, in college, where she's drunk. She's drunk. And Nan Wu's character, Ji Hyuk, he happens to just kind of rescue her from a situation. And so they end up hanging out in by a Han River, in the in a park by the Han River. Mm-hmm. And they they spend the night, they just sleep on the grass, which I'm like, how is it that safe that you could just sleep in the grass outside? But okay. But the conversation they have before they fall asleep and you get to see her true personality. Mm-hmm. She's unburdened. 
by the husband. She's not burdened by the best friend. She just gets to be herself and she just gets to express her deepest wish that she could just have some solid land to plant her feet on. And just to see where she is and just her simple, genuine wish. And I'm like, oh, that was a great insight. I really liked that. And for him to hear that and be the one to hear that, you're like, oh, hi, that's why you're the male lead. Okay. Yeah. I really like that the show makes a very big distinction that she's not changing just to be more popular or to be better at her job or whatever. She's doing it for herself. Uh, There's a scene where she has had her big glow up and the lead guy's like, you didn't have to change. I liked you were perfect the way you were. And she's like, well, I'm doing it for me. Like I, this is just something for my confidence that I want to do for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really liked that the, they took a moment to talk about that because so often it's like, oh, now her life's just perfect because she's pretty. But no, yeah. that's not what she did. She did it for herself to give herself more confidence to, you know, I'm going to dress for who I want to become kind of thing. And it was a really good scene. Uh, they're doing a very great job of having her grow as a character because at the beginning she wasn't ready for that that physical change. It took a while to work up for it. It wasn't an instantaneous, like, you did me wrong now, look at me now kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I like how the show is really doing those small steps to getting her to where she wants to become and uh, achieving her goals. And I like how the story is doing that. It's not an instantaneous oh, well, you guys screwed me over and look at me roar. You know, it's not that. It's a very subtle, small shift as she becomes a better version of herself that's more confident. And I'm loving how they're doing that in the story. And expanding her friend circle so that she's not trapped again. Yes. Yeah, because I think that was a relatively deliberate choice on her part, and it was a really good one. All right. So next is our male lead. Yu Ji Hyuk, played by Na Wu. So the first question I have on here is, is he sexy or awkward? <laughs> um, well, he was awkward at first because we didn't know him. But the more we get to know him, the more we see the sexiness. Because this is a guy who knows what he wants. And he was too shy to pursue it or too courteous to pursue it the first time around. Since she was dating um, the tool. But <laughs> this time around. <laughs> I love that name for him. <laughs> I was talking to my daughter. I'm like, he is like, this is textbook definition, put him in the dictionary, but we'll get there anyway. But our main lead, I mean, the more you get to know him and the more you, I understand like his motivations and where he comes from, like his knowledge of martial arts and the way he teaches her rather than just kind of swooping in to rescue her. But he starts teaching her judo so that she can rescue herself. And that mm. kind of carries over to everything else. He does a lot for her so that she can do things for herself. He is not doing them for her. And it's so, I really That's love it. Sexy. I love this. It is super sexy. So he comes off as awkward at first. I think the, the Clark Kent glasses are supposed to indicate that awkwardness, but he's never actually been awkward. He's just, he hasn't been able to put himself forward to be, to be attractive to her. And so like when they're standing in the water at the camp out, when she's trying to go after that one flag, and he's declaring oh. that he wants to be her solid land. 
Oh, that's, that was so swoony. Oh my gosh. It was. Yes. That's where I was like, <laughs> I don't know how that water is not on fire because that was just so, oh, that was so good. And, and so, then, yeah, but she didn't great. get it. That was, I was I like, know. what do you mean you didn't get it? Oh, yes. Yeah. But she'll get there. <sighs> She'd better get there. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so he has ultimate quiet guy sexiness. That's what I'm seeing now. I completely agree. Um, I like that even the reason he didn't pursue her before is because he was respecting that she had a boyfriend dash fiance. Like exactly. he wasn't, he wasn't going to push his way into her, her life just because he's rich and he likes her. And that is something that a lot of alpha men do in dramas and, you know, sure, we swoon about it for him, but this is a wonderfully different approach. He is a different type of character. He can be, a, can he be a little aggressive and controlling? Yes. But he's doing his best with the knowledge he has of what happened to her in the past to just help her overcome the trials. Like by telling her subtly, hey, uh, you know, marriage isn't for someone. You should date all around. <laughs> oh, but... um. I'm not dating around, you know, like, <laughs> you should date around because I want you to break up with your boyfriend. Not that I think everyone should really date 50 guys, <laughs> um, but that kind of stuff is also so wonderfully awkward how he's trying to like phrase it without like coming out and saying, uh, your boyfriend's a douchebag and you need to <laughs> you know, so he's doing some wonderful, um, controlling moments but you could see why he's doing it like oh when he's doing the where he's trying to like get her prepared for the class reunion without um, oh yes. preparing her so mentioning mm -hmm. the earrings making sure the guy's going to be there because again he had heard at her funeral that this bad stuff had happened at this reunion so he wanted to make sure that she has some support system, but he doesn't say, hey, don't go. Mm -hmm. He's just making sure she has the support system to make it as little bit traumatizing as possible and just trying to be there for her, for her. And I love how that's so different than a lot of um, white knight characters who just come in and fix things. Mm -hmm. And he's not just coming in and fixing or saying, well, I'm the son of the boss of the company, so you get the job. You know, he's not he's not doing that. And I'm really enjoying that they don't have him be this horrible character or not horrible, but you know what I mean? Just someone he's who not feels. Yeah. Someone who feels like they know best. Mm -hmm. Like he's just trying to help her without he's not controlling. Yeah, her. he's not. He's not the typical Che Ball who's like, you know, going to use his power to you know he he's offered it though which i love right like he mm -hmm. has said to her i'm willing to do these things and she's like no i want to do these things on my own and so he's respecting that and then creating ways to help her help herself and mm -hmm. i find that just so charming and like so it's it's just this it's unique in many ways because we don't always see this in our male leads um, and I just, he's, he really has caught my attention. Um, uh, he is awkward. I will, I do think he is awkward, but he's so adorable that you, that it, it's sexy awkward. 
So I don't know, it's yeah. whatever you're into, but um, yeah, I, and I think they have really good chemistry. I think that um, like, she just doesn't know it yet. Like exactly what a catch he is. I mean, she, even with her knowledge of what's coming, um, I mean, the fact that he went to the, the chef and had him come to the reunion and, you know, set things straight and all of those things. Like he tried all of these different things. And even at this stage, he's thinking to himself that he wants to do what's best for her. And maybe it's stepping back and letting her be with someone who is going to live a long and healthy life. And Mm -hmm. um, there's a little bit of that noble idiocy stuff in there, but I mean, he hasn't done it yet. So I don't think in the end he would like actually do that, but he's thinking of that so anyway I think he's got a really great character and you know talking before about just those micro expressions and being able to convey so much meaning in just a little bit of a of a look or whatever yeah he's great K-Muse gets to talk about I think one of my favorite characters though (laughs) <laughs> yes, we're going to be talking about Jung Soo Min, who she's played by Song Ha Yoon. And has Song Ha Yoon done much else? I know I've seen her in stuff, but mm-hmm. I I was looking. I I mean, she was in. Uh, uh, please don't I date have. him. And she was in. Um, she was actually in Fight for My Way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I I again I know I've seen her around before. Um, but this, like, never to the extent where I feel like it's this nuanced of a character, maybe, is what I'm noticing with her. Because her ability to pretend to be a nice person with being one of the worst narcissists I've ever seen on TV is amazing. (laughs) Like... Mm -hmm. She almost has you second guessing yourself, like, is she really that bad? And then it's like, oh, yes, she yeah. is that bad. And <laughs> then some. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you could totally understand how she's been gaslighting her friend since her friend was on birth because she just wanted an, someone she could control. It wasn't mm-hmm. because of, she was ever fond or anything. She just wanted the power of controlling someone and being able to step on that person to make her herself look better whether it's like oh look at me being nice to the orphan or oh look at how better a catch I am compared to this person and she will like oh she like writes letters in her handwriting like she tells Mm -hmm. people lies and and again they're so perfectly lied that you don't realize that she's so manipulative until it's like in black and white, like you did this, 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 this. It's like, it's such a subtle manipulation and I'm all in for it. It's so good to hate her. She's amazing. Like, I mean, first of all, the actress is doing such an incredible job of just, you know, as we had said before, it's just the nuance. It's the like the smile one way and then the tightening of her lips as she turns her head or the, um, she says it so sweetly and then you can just see her eyes harden as she walks away like so good it reminds me of um, like Sung Joon Ki years ago like in um, um, oh shoot I Innocent do this all Man? the time I can't remember 
innocent, innocent man. man, right? Yeah. Like, yes. So an innocent man, when he would like, you could just tell by his eyes, he'd be one way and then, but she's got it. She's really doing an amazing job. But the character, like there are moments where I'm like, oh, does she really care? Like she wrote that beautiful letter to her friend where she was like, I just don't understand. And, you know, and at the same time, she went and had an affair with her fiance. I mean, like her future fiance, I don't even know, boyfriend, her friend's boyfriend at this point, right? They're not, they're not engaged mm-hmm. yet. So, right. Um, I mean, all of these pieces and the, just the way she manipulates. And like I said, like how she like suddenly pulled up her, her skirt in the taxi and uh, oh my gosh, she's just, there are moments where I'm like, yeah, just like Kamey's was saying, is she that bad? And then we turn around and we're like, oh my God, she's worse than I thought. She actually, you know, wrote a letter to that guy in her friend's handwriting. So of course he hated her. I mean, yeah, love to hate her. She is one of the most textbook narcissists we've ever seen in a drama and I, I'm just here for it. And it's only going to get more, right? Because she's oh, yeah. now been shut down. And mm-hmm. so she's going to claw, claw, claw her way. So can't wait. That's actually the part that I'm a little... That's the part that makes me anxious because she's one of those... I know she's going to do bad things. And even in the beginning, uh, Jiwon says, you know, when Sumin doesn't get her way, she does something perverse. And it's just like, yeah, this is going to escalate and this is going to escalate hard. And that's the part that gives me anxiety because I'm like anticipating what this escalation will be. Yeah. I will still watch because I got to see her get her s- smacked down. That's the whole point of Suman's character. She, We're going to see the depths of evil and she'd better get smacked down or I'm going to have lots to say in part two of our podcap. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm this- oh, sorry. Go well, on. I was going to say this actress, too. I've seen her. I watched her in Devilish Joy because she was with uh, Che Jin Hyuk. Yep. And mm-hmm. she did have some subtle... She tends, though, to play just sunny, bright characters, the ones that are cutesy. And so I love... Yeah, she was, she was the friend in Fight My Way. Mm-hmm. The, very, the very patient friend who's waiting for her boyfriend to ask her to marry him and just, like, she's patient and she finally grows her spine and says, look... We're done. Until you can commit, we're done. And so I loved that for her and fight for my way. And then to see this turn where she's so evil in here, I'm just like, wow, she's got some depth of talent. And yeah, she she's doing it so perfectly. And I, I can't think that that's only the directing. That's got to be both. It's got to be her acting and the directing. And it's just, it's spectacular. She terrifies me. Well, I was expecting really to... Be the husband to be like the big bad like mm-hmm. he's gonna be the worst of the worst but no she's 10 times more scary and horrible than the husband i mean the mm-hmm. horrible the husband's horrible uh but the the friend she goes like deep horrible like oh it's not just being an abuser or a jerk like she goes that extra level of horrible human being and mm-hmm. yeah well, and she does it to make herself feel better. Like that's her. It's her getting her high, is abusing Jiwon. Yeah, and it's just yeah. Like I said, it's terrifying. Yeah. So the friend, I mean friend, the friend, the boyfriend, <laughs> future husband, um, crazy like abuser, um, 
his character, I, I don't know. I, as you said, like who's worse, right? Like we know that he eventually is the one who pushes her and kills her, but also, and he has a really violent streak. And so I feel like he has that classic abuse, like kind of profile where he's, um, well, first of all, let me just say his name. Sorry, I got a little ahead of myself. So Park Min Hwan is the character. He's played by E E E E Young. And um oh my goodness, this guy. So I have a lot of feelings about him. <laughs> like because <laughs> he he's so I mean, he's so much fun to hate because he's like you have the smart, crafty, like best friend. I mean, she's really no manipulative, knows exactly what she's doing. And you have him who is so obviously manipulative and easy to manipulate because he's so obvious in everything that he does. But like, Mm -hmm. he clearly wants to marry Jiwon because, what was her name? Park Min Young's character, is it Jiwon? Yeah, Yeah. Jiwon. Thanks, sorry, I feel like I've got... um, I'm having little memory problems here. Okay, so he clearly wants to marry her so she'll take care of his family. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that was the original plan. And we see that that's exactly what happened. She was the breadwinner. She took care of his mother. They were awful to her. Um, and here we are back in time. And you can just kind of see the kind of person that he is and his conversations with his his buddies where he's like, talking about oh. wanting to score with the friend and you know like and he, clearly he has no loyalty um he is all about and being an opportunist and um i don't know but he's so much fun to watch because i love seeing him being manipulated by the best friend um mm-hmm. that just cracks me up because he's so easy to lead um but at the same time he has like this violent streak he like she can't just break up with him because he we know in the future he's gonna try to kill her so we know that he has that capability so she's afraid um which is why the leading man teaching her judo is so sexy and awesome is that she's gonna be able to protect herself so and his character super fun to hate um and i am here for it I think the biggest thing that I was shocked about his character was in the very beginning when she's ill with cancer. He knew she probably had cancer. He was statistically betting that she had cancer. He took out insurance on her cancer, cancer insurance, and then did not tell her she had cancer so she would get worse. Right? Isn't he awful? You're right. I forgot about that. And then the, like, killing her, I, like... I mean, I'm not saying that he couldn't kill her, but I think part of it was an accident. He wasn't purposely mm-hmm. like, let me make sure she dies right this second. Because right, he had pretty much violent. already let her get to the point where he, she was going to die be- just because of his silence. That he didn't say, hey, maybe you should go to the hospital and get checked out. Because at this point, he had made some money off of stocks He didn't want her around. He had his hot side piece and that's who he was going to want to be with. And so he was, he was making some money off of getting rid of her without having to divorce her. 
And that level of despicable is just like, oh, okay, all right then. And then, of course, the best friend. At that point, I didn't know how horrible she was, but she was pretty horrible by just saying, oh, you're so smart, honey. And it's yeah. just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, these two are horrible, horrible, horrible people. And, oh, to take out insurance <laughs> on your wife betting that because she had family members die of cancer, she was going to die of cancer. That's mm -hmm. next level horrible husband. And it's just like, all right, that's where we're starting off from. There's no oh much farther they can fall. And yet her best friend manages to go so much lower. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I right. think this husband at least stays at a steady level of jerk, uh, adulterer, dash, uh, like abuser. Um, I, I think the best friend definitely went worse, but... But yeah, I was just shocked in the first 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, these guys deserve anything that happens to them with this redo because they You're are so horrible smart, human honey. beings. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, to watch. I mean, we've got two. Song Ha Yoon is playing against her normal type. And Yi Yi Kung is also playing against his normal type because normally he's this affable goof. And he's yeah. basically turned it on its head. And so he's still goofy, but it's this deadbeat tool goofy and he just like i don't he's know why almost... that makes me laugh <laughs> i don't know why either he's a he's a deadbeat tool goofy yeah. <laughs> but That's he's a just whole level like it's his evil is almost run of the mill compared to the best friends like right. he's terrifying for his potential for violence but she's terrifying for anything and everything she may do and yeah, he's done some crappy stuff like the insurance and everything else and thinking that he can be a stock trader because he bought into one stock and did well. And so, I don't know. Oh, yeah, man. like it's easy to hate him, but him plus the best friend together adds like a whole nother layer of depth to the whole evilness of their villain arc. And I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm here for it. I'm scared for Jiwon because I'm rooting for it, but I'm here for it. And so mm -hmm. I can't wait to see what happens to both of them. Alrighty, so next we need to discuss who our favorite side characters are. And so, Kim, you already took my favorite, but she's an easy <laughs> favorite. <laughs> yeah, mine too. So I will go with my second favorite, who is uh, Manager Yong, or Assistant Manager Yong. She's the kind of the mousy married lady mm. that was getting picked on, and she ended up being the lead for the project just because. And she kind of goes back and forth, but I can see where she's also having her growth moments too. And I'm kind of wondering... Yes. If her story, like, she'll see Jiwon stand up for herself, and I'm wondering if that'll help her stand up for herself. Because she also has a deadbeat husband who sits there and plays video games all day and doesn't take care of their kid. And it's just like, wow, this is kind of not a great example of men in Korea right now. But, you know, you have to have your bad guys. And I just, I feel for her. And I've liked her in other stuff, too. She was the best friend. She was a goofy best friend. And I want to say it was Devilish Joy. She made these weird drinks. Oh, no. And please don't <laughs> date him. So she and Song Ha Yoon were both in Please Don't Date Him. She was the best friend. And she had this cafe where she made just the strangest drinks. But anyway, so she was bold there. And so to see her be mousy and kind of quiet here, it was just, it was an interesting contrast. But I like it. And I can't wait for her to grow. I really hope she grows by the end of the drama. 
like I don't think it'll happen, but <laughs> I would love to see like her and the grandpa's right hand man hook up because mm -hmm. they had like that tension, like oh he's yeah. working here, like that energy. I don't think mm -hmm. it'll happen since I think the they're going towards doing the um the sweet coworker uh shable daughter girl hooking up with the the chef. the chef i think that's what they're going to go for so i doubt that they do two friend hookups in the drama but i don't know i dump that all husband. the love lines all the love lines <laughs> well she i'm i'd be happy as long as she dumps the husband because mm -hmm. where he's like lying about taking his kid to preschool so uh -huh. he could game i'm like yeah that is next <sighs> level loser and even his daughter knows that. The look she yes. gave him. That was so judgy. And yep. so apt. <laughs> um, but my favorite character, of course, is Yu Hee-yoon, played by Choi Gu-ri. I'm loving her. She's so much fun. It looks like she has just started acting the last couple of years. Her first drama that she was a side character in, like, in a few episodes was uncle she had a guest role in rookie cop um a guest role in battle for happiness and then it looks like this is maybe her most substantial role as of yet uh but i'm just loving her just like she lights up a screen and her cheerfulness it reminds me of a young parkman young and mm. just like her vibe that she yeah. has like just that ability to bring happiness just by looking at her be happy and i'm really loving this character it looks like she was the woman that the grandpa wanted for our leading man to marry it looks like they were kind of like maybe promised to each other but it wasn't going to happen um i'm not sure if it happened in the other timeline or what but in this one it definitely looks like it's not going to happen since he's all like i have a crush it's one-sided you can't do anything Wah! to his grandpa <laughs> and his grandpa's kind of fuming about it but it looks like they're they've decided that they're going to gracefully bow out maybe <laughs> um but i'm loving her and i'm loving her with the chef and the chef just hearing her wax poetic about his food <laughs> and then realizing goat. that that was her i was just like oh they're so cute together they it'd be like adorable. this sunshine couple and it'd be adorable and so because i definitely i i don't know i wasn't feeling the chef for her i know it's first love blah 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 but i just wasn't feeling it as her her future but the chef and the bestie like definitely i'm feeling that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the new bestie not the yeah, old bestie. the new bestie yes. the new bestie <laughs> the bestie we like i love her and if you had not chosen her i definitely would have chosen her because she's like the perfect fairy godmother like when she mm -hmm. was like you know here i've got the earrings here i've got the you know i loved her so so much and she did it in such a, a fun way and she's just got i love that she loves to eat all the time and all that but my side character that I'll choose is um, Bakun Ho, um, who is the chef. And uh, this is played by uh, the highlight boy, um, Yi Gi Kwong. Um, so he is um, from Highlight. 
Um, and he's been in a number of different things. Uh, like uh, he was in, actually he was in Circle. Um, but hmm. most people oh. probably know him best from Highlight. So I love him. And I feel like, you know, like I said, there was, I mentioned in the spoiler sec, spoiler free section that there was one that was kind of turning my head just a little bit because he's super cute and adorable. Not necessarily for our leading lady, but definitely for the best friend. Because like when she's like, oh, did you make the fluffy, delicious, you know, pie that has the flaky crust and the blah, blah, blah. And you can see him just like um, beaming inside because <laughs> she clearly appreciates what he has to offer. So I totally am on board for a, a second romance with the two of them. And I think he's doing a great job. He is right now. He thinks that he's in love with Parkman Young's character, I think, or at least, you know, that she's the one that got away and here's his second chance. But I do think that we're going to get a second romance here because I love the best friend and him together. We've talked about all of our leads, all our favorite secondary characters, but I think we need to talk about the whole time travely world building yeah. that they have going. It doesn't work for us. Uh, the premise is that in order for her to get out of her fate, because we see the scene where she's going to get injured, she's going to get injured unless someone else takes the injury for her and then she the fit the worlds will not make her have the injury or you know she could take the um the good stock tip as long as the husband switched to a different stock tip like it's kind of like a give and take aspect to this do over mm -hmm. and the whole premise is she can't get out of marrying him because he's an abuser. He's going to kill her if she tries to get out of it. We see the scene where she tries to break up with him and he gets enraged and does look like he's about to smack her around. Um, and on that, she decides, well, if I'm going to be able to choose the life I want to live, I need to make sure that my evil bestie marries my evil ex-husband so then I can get out and I'm home free. Does this kind of concept work for us? And is it being consistently used through the whole show? And I think it's the consistency problems that I have mm -hmm. an issue with because it seems to only be brought up conveniently when they need to like create a problem with the plot line mm -hmm. to make it so there's some kind of conflict and I don't feel like it's consistently being the way it is through the whole show. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. I'm having the same questions. Yeah. And it's I 10 years in the past. Like, so are we going to be worrying about this, him dying of in a car accident for 10 years or someone else has to die and get her cancer for her to live or it's like, what point do we just say, all right, what second chances are all there. We're good, you know? <laughs> well, and also, like, who who says that this is definitely how the this new world works, right? It just she, seems like the way she's decided in her head. She has yeah. decided it, right? Because she um, wasn't able to avoid being hit by the part of paper that came around or whatever. I mean, it was like she skinned her knee anyway. 
like it was kind of a minor thing and and the fact that of course he got the scar on his arm or whatever but yeah. we haven't actually seen any evidence that her fate um gets transferred to another person other than him like i'm surprised that she hasn't gone with the whole like oh he has to take on everything that bad that happens to me because you could draw that conclusion as well so mm-hmm. i i i mean Maybe they're just making it easy for us. And they're like, here is how this world works. She's going to tell you. She has to give her fate to someone else, period. Well, and I feel but, it might work better in a webtoon setting. Because there's, it's just kind of like, yeah. oh, well, this is how I said the world worked. And this is how it works. Whereas with the the seeing it live action, there's a little, the nuances are off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still yeah, waiting, though. I mean, I want to see, like, uh, I just want to see, like, because, all right, I can I can get behind the fact that maybe because of timing or something like that, um, the accident wouldn't happen to her. It could happen to somebody else or it happened to him. It could happen to somebody else. But cancer is a different story. Like, you can't just give that away to somebody else. So how does that happen? I have questions. And it doesn't just happen because your mother-in-law is a witch who stresses you out. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, and also it's like, it's been 10 years. Do you remember when you got bumped in your arm at uh, work 10 years ago? Like the the burn scar? Okay, I get that. I get that one. That one makes sense. That's a disfigurement that you've lived with and you that's stuck in your memory. But like, oh, I bumped and hurt my knee this day 10 years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, oh, I went bike riding with my scuzzy boyfriend 10 years ago today. And a lot of those things, it's like, I don't know about you guys, but my memory's not that tight. <laughs> and I do not <laughs> remember like little detail incidences of what happened 10 years ago. I'm lucky I'm to remember sure. yesterday. So I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I demonstrated in this podcast that my memory is crummy because <laughs> I couldn't remember the names of, I was like, what was that drama? So, well, yeah. and then there's Definitely times where I've woken up and I have a bruise and I'm like, what did I do to get that bruise? Did I do something to get that bruise? And then I'm like, well, I did bump against something, maybe, you know? So, so again, yeah. I, I'm calling like, we're going to have to suspend belief, disbelief on this one because this is not the tightest do-over time travel situation that we've had. At least in the other drama that did the same thing, the events that she remembered were more recent and very dramatic events. Like it wasn't, it right. was like big things. It wasn't like the small teeny little details. So I, yeah, I don't know. I think that's the one problem I have with this show. As I'm feeling like it's it's a little too cut and dried and they're using it a little too specific on very like we'll go like three episodes where it's never mentioned. And then suddenly it's like you need a conflict to keep the couple together or apart or together. That's like, oh, well, this is the reason. <laughs> and I, yeah, hope I don't know that it I hope it's explained. Like, I mean, I hope it's um, we get either more evidence that this is what has to happen or they're wrong and they're like oh 
I guess because I, I don't have to see give my like fate. time traveling ghost daddy setting it up where they're set to fail. Yeah. And and I'm not sure right. that she's the type of person who, even though her friend is horrible, wants her to be murdered and die of cancer or anything either. That's like she might want to get right. rid of her husband, but I'm not she's not the type that'd be like, well, in giving up my husband, now you have to die. I, right. I don't see her being comfortable with that or at least having a inner monologue of the ethics about the whole situation <laughs> rather than, you know, yeah. oh, you were a jerk to me. Let you die. I don't know. Yeah. Agreed. Well, and I'll say this, though, when she was first developing her kind of odd revenge plan, she had just been. You know, she had just died at her husband's hands. And so the, the emotions were high. And so I could see that. Sure. But then she's, you know, she's had time and things are kind of mellowing out and she's kind of coping with things. And honestly, if it's just a springboard for her to change her life and then somehow comes in at the end, I think I would be okay with that. But yeah, the nitpicky, some of the nitpicky incidences like the riding of the bike, that's just, it is a little strong and without the rules being clearly laid out since she's just kind of figuring this stuff out, there's too much room for a, a, a deus ex machina, the God in the machine. I can never say the Latin phrase. Do set match, you know, where somebody comes in and just fixes everything. Yeah. So I'm well, and how he's just way. all like, Oh, that must be how this works. Okay. Where right, he hasn't right. necessarily experienced any of that. <laughs> yeah. And, and he so. has, changed big things he was all like well i haven't changed anything big but he has made some big changes that he didn't in the first timeline um so i don't know i don't know if i i'm all on I mean, board on the reasoning definitely like investing in drones early on like yeah. this is 2013 and well and he told I his saw... dad i'm not interested in marrying this other person it's not happening right. yeah well, and also we'll just like being like, well, 10 years from now, I might die in a car accident. So no love for me. I'll set her up <laughs> with someone else. It's so like, right. dude, 10 years is a lot more than a lot of people get. Just saying. So, yeah. Yeah. And what could change in those times? You never know. Mm -hmm. I, I just think, again, the time jump is a little too big. For it to be this specific. All right. So what are our favorite scenes so far? And this can be individuals, the OTP, the evil characters. We're going to each choose two or three scenes that we loved because there's a lot to choose from. <laughs> and I'll let you guys go first with your first scene since I need to think about it because I wrote this and I didn't think uh -huh. of specifics. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my top favorite right now at this moment is when they're standing in the water and he's confessing like that's that's my number one and always will be. But I also loved kind of when he revealed to her, it was kind of a gradual reveal, like when they're on the rooftop and she's like wanting to listen to Dynamite, but she's a few years ahead. She's like, I can't find it. I'm like, you dork. It comes out seven years later. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> well, but that whole. Well, hang on. Let me finish. So that okay. whole scene and then him revealing the tattoo that's in the shape of her dad's heart that he always put on money that was part of my favorite i loved the reveal with the bts i thought that was a great way to like for us to see that 
um, oh, they both know about the, those songs. So that, that was kind of like, oh, okay. And um, other favorite scenes. Um, so I really thought it was Swoony the way that um, he proposed to her. And then it turned out that it wasn't the the person that I thought it was proposing. <laughs> like, I was like, what is going on? Um, but what I wanted to say is that that whole drone show, that mm-hmm. is almost exactly like what I saw when I was on Hyundai Beach, um, like in Busan. They do like this amazing drone show. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, it's so perfect. It was so well done. Um, but that would have been a better scene if it was the right people together. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also a sucker for a good, like, like Cinderella makeover kind of scene. And so I really loved when she showed up at the um, reunion and then she had the right earrings. That was a really good scene for me. There've been some really good ones. Mm-hmm. The reunion is definitely one of my favorite ones. Just it was such a great reveal. And not only the reunion, but her bringing to light all of the lies that um, Sumin had made. Mm Because there was like some big reveals coming out at that party. And just one after another. And Sumin wasn't able to get out of confronting her lie issues (laughs) that she had. And so that whole scene, it was more than just, oh, she had a makeover. It was, well, right. she is standing up for herself. She is not going to take the accusations. She's going to get to the bottom of it this time. And it's not going to be this bullying experience that it was the first time. And another one I loved, I loved when they did the scene where it was her funeral and we saw how the leading man ah. knew all of these details Mm, and yes. even though it's not going to come to pass, it made me so happy that they did not get away with killing her and mm-hmm. having insurance fraud. Yes. <laughs> and that they were arrested at the funeral in front of everybody. And it was a great way to show how this man who was not part of her life during these years learned all these details. And it wasn't all of what happened, but he knew the big stuff. And so that's what he was trying to change. Um, it was a really great scene. Everything about that, him talking to her about her funeral and him being so devastated even now, just thinking about the pain of losing her. Like that whole mm-hmm. scene was really good. I love that he kept the cat. <laughs> yes. Like, that the cat is his cat <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> like anyone. And he kept the kitten that she was feeding outside of the dojo area. That was that was so sweet. He's adorable. And just the scene where they're both taking care of the cat and he builds it a little cat house and mm-hmm. suddenly <laughs> it has a cat house and like a little cushion area and like this is the the ritziest like rescue cat that lives out in the yard <laughs> ever. <laughs> and Until just he the takes whole... it home to his penthouse. <laughs> yeah, just that whole thing with the cat. Very heartwarming. And again, just a little detail that they throw in, but don't necessarily explain. You have to kind of, you know, deduce, oh, it's the cat. It's the orange little cat. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I just love all that. Like so many little details just really make the show extra. Mm -hmm. 
So those are some that I just really enjoyed. And including the the one that you brought up earlier is just the the scenes we get where we get to see just how awful the friend is. Like it's so satisfying to hate her. Where she's like, "You're so smart, honey." Right? Like the (laughs) fact that he took out the insurance and all that. Like just that. Right? Like it's not. Oh, my friend. Like no, 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 no. She's she's just as bad or worse. And so. And yeah. all, and even the way she like, um, try, throws shade at the, um, the new best friend. You know, like she sort of like belittles her in little ways, and but she tries to do it in a way that makes her look like she's being nice. Oh my gosh, she's just, oh, I love to hate her. So mm-hmm. she's one of she's definitely one of my favorite parts of this drama. <laughs> just there's so much <laughs> about it that I'm like, ooh, what is she gonna do next? Um, yeah, and you can, I mean, she's predictable, but she's also like volatile and you're going to, we see like even looking in the past, like how she got ahead by flirting with the main, with the office manager and mm-hmm. maybe more than flirting. I don't know. So Ugh, yes. Mm. All right. So do we have any last thoughts on this, these episodes before we say goodbye? Um, Just that. I can't wait to see what comes next. And I'm just waiting for the SmackDown. I just, I want to see those two have their comeuppance. I have to agree. Everything's been so good. So. Yeah. I'm waiting for the next episode to come. I'm waiting to, I'm hoping that her stock investments pay off and, Mm -hmm. um, and that she's able, like, I'm hoping that it's not so obvious that she has that money because um, that's just going to make him cling to her even more. So I'm a little worried about that. But um, here we are, end of episode eight. And I just can't wait for the remainder of these episodes. And on that note, thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what your thoughts about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or of course, on our Patreon page. And the links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.